Welcome to the fourth episode of Big Blue Faith. My name is Dan Lee, and we get to celebrate a win, which is very good. They did exactly what I asked them to do on defense, and it was so good to see that. It was so good to, to, to know we have playmakers on defense. It was wonderful. Um, they did what they had to do. They played a zone which they had to against the air raid. And when they caught the ball, the linebackers and the DBs punished them. And you can tell by the third and fourth quarter that the the wide receivers and the running backs didn't really have a great deal of want to, to catch the ball because they were being laid out. And so the defense did absolutely wonderful. And that's what I want to talk about first. They're, the scheme that Brad White put together was absolutely wonderful. They um, rushed three, and I cannot give enough credit to uh, Quentin Bohannon and, and the rest of them. They, they, in, Justin Rogers got to see action. Oxidine got to see action. Cordell Looney. Um, they all did wonderfully. They, they, they were able to get pressure on the quarterback, forcing bad throws with three guys on five. And if you can get pressure on the quarterback with three against five offensive linemen, you're going to have a great day. So they took a beating. I mean, the defensive line, again, think about it. They're double teamed uh, and they're pushing the pile back into the face of the quarterback. And they're absolutely uh, taking a beating, but they did it for they did it for the team and they did it for success. And this air raid offense did not score a point against us. Think about that. And what, 267 games of Mike Leach coached air raid. This is the first time they did not have an offensive score. They did get a safety, but that's because we airmailed a, a snap uh, back to Max Duffy, who Later, I'll talk about he's just such Duffy is such a weapon. So it was great. It was great to see. And their ball skills on defense were absolutely, and I'll say it again, they were tremendous. Uh, it was a pleasure to see. And it gives us a lot of hope going into the future, going into the Tennessee game. I was wondering if they had ball skills. I was wondering if they would track the ball, if their eyes, and that's a big thing, with defensive backs and linebackers, you have to have good eye discipline. And what do I mean by that? Good eye discipline is to see where the quarterback is going, read the quarterback's eyes, know, uh, know where he's going with his feet placement and his eye placement. And, and they, they anticipated fantastic. Um, they, they did exactly what needed to happen. And how about my guy, boss man fat? gets his first interception uh, of the year and he tracked that ball. Um, he, it was, it was wonderful to see. He tracked the ball. He caught it at the highest point. He showed who he is. He is a quality, quality, athletic, great football player. And, um, you know, but the most remarkable play of the night was Josh Pascal. Uh, he saw what was happening. Uh, he went, he, he, he played defensive end. 
uh, they rolled right and he saw the play before it happened and he knew that that would be a flare pass out to the right and he intercepted it. He jumped in front of it and he rumbled and bumbled and he ran. And think about how fast this guy is because he, if he didn't get tired, <clears throat> he was going, excuse me, he was going to score a touchdown. So, and Devontae Robinson was, was wonderful running as hard as he could to try to help Josh score that touchdown. So that was wonderful to see. And Chris Oates, think about it. Um, Jamin Davis, who had a wonderful game, 11 tackles. Uh, he's really coming into his own and he's comfortable in the scheme. And he's a great, not a good tackler, but a great tackler. He puts people on the ground. War number 22 in honor of Chris Oates. And Chris Oates, I'm sure, was proud because uh, he got an interception off a tip ball uh, in the end zone. And think about it. They won by 22 points. How do you win a football game by 22 points uh, in honor of Chris Oates, number 22? So that was that was great. And the newbies got some action, you know, Oxendine and Justin Rogers. Um, they showed a lot of strength um, pushing the pocket back. And so they're going to be wonderful players for for years to come. I don't know how many years they're going to be here, but they did great. Uh, it was it was wonderful to see. Um, and the sky's the limit for for those two uh, and Josiah Hayes. The sky's the limit. Uh, going forward uh, on our defensive line depth. Um, and Derek Jackson got an uh, interception. Another freshman got in and got an interception, and that was wonderful to see. One guy that stood out for me um, that I needed to see uh, was DeAndre Square's backup, Jared Casey. He was an animal. Uh, he's tall. He's, he reminds me of a Chris Oates, tall, you know, rangy and delivers a punch when he gets there. So, uh, Jared Casey did absolutely great things. And, uh, it gives me, it thrills me that we have that much, um, depth at linebacker. Uh, and Bembry did good too. You know, number 42, he did good too. Bembry can put a hurt on you. So I feel good going forward with our defense. If they can have that eye discipline and be able to get pressure on the quarterback. Now, again, Mississippi State, uh, their offensive line is not the best. Um, but, you know, this is a team that put up a lot of points against LSU. And uh, they didn't against us. So take that. Uh, and I think LSU this year is not that great of a team. They're kind of... Um, they're kind of bumbling around, but uh, they do have athletes. And anytime you have athletes uh, and good players, you can be dangerous. And Mississippi State beat them. So, again, the zone worked wonderfully. Brad White's play calling was, was great. And you saw, you know, an agent. You know, I can go through all of these guys that had a great game. Agent was a tackling machine and agent was never out of position. Um, so the defense, it wasn't that just that they made plays. It was that they were always in position. And like I said last week, if we could get one uh, turnover, we'd win the game. Well, we did. And we won the game. And the other thing was 
if they weren't chasing um, wide receivers, catching the ball or running backs, but they were beelining it to them and putting them on the ground. And that's exactly what happened. So it was absolutely a, a, a pleasure to watch the defense, and they won the game. Let's, let's face it. They won the game. And let's not forget Boogie and Jordan Wright. Um, Boogie had a sack. He had an interception. He took the ball away from a wide receiver at the goal line, which was great to see. Um, that's just him not giving up on the play and having um, ball discipline and, again, being aggressive. So he got an interception, and late in the game, he, he killed the left tackle, got around him, and got a sack. He was there in 2.2 seconds, man. He was there, like, right now. Um, I think he's got two sacks on the year, and he's headed for a great season. And it's, it's, it's just it's exciting to know that we've got, uh, we've got a defense that's back. Now, again, we talked about it last week. They lost some practice time in preseason or during camp because of COVID. Um, it could be that it's just taken this long to get them back to where they need to be. But again, our defense is a real deal. And, you know, Jordan Wright on one side, Boogie on the other, our defensive line, our linebacking crew, now our defensive backs, um, you know, Brandon Eccles and Bossman Fat. Um, they're just going to continue to get better. So defense won the game. They did great. And I'm telling you, um, there's nothing but good things to come in the future. And we should get excited because, you know, we're going into the, a hard part of the schedule. You know, we got Tennessee and Georgia coming up. But thank goodness we had this game um, to get the confidence we need to go to Knoxville this weekend and win. And we do have a team that can win. But let me now talk about what was really wrong, and that was the offense. It, it was some of the play calls. It was a lot of different things. But I'm telling you, and here we go again, um, we don't have the quarterback that we need um, to really compete in the SEC as a right. We have them on our team, but they're not getting the playing time necessary to get what we need. Um, you know, on like the second series or maybe third series, uh, Terry got hit, he got sacked and he got sacked quite a bit and give credit to Mississippi state in their, um, three, three, five defense. Um, they beat our offensive line a couple, which I never thought that I would see. They beat our offensive line a couple of times and, um, they got to him and they hit him, but Terry's one that if he gets hit like he got hit, he gets rattled, and then we have nothing but issues. And you see then what he's all about. He wanted to get the ball out of his hand as soon as possible. Um, and then the times that they really wanted him to go deep or go, you know, in the middle of the field, um, he's not sure of himself. You know, a lot of people – and I'm going to talk about this later because of the tweets with Akeem Hayes. And Akeem Hayes needs to be heard here. He doesn't need to be shut up. Now, you don't want team discord, but he's speaking for the wide receiver room. And, and I'll tell you about that. Um, the wide receiver room, 
but again, Akeem Hayes got a tweet out after the game saying, I thought the best player will would play. Where do you think that's headed? Uh, does he, he's playing. So it's not like play me because I deserve to play. I'm telling you the wide receivers. Now you heard it here first. The wide receivers are frustrated about being blamed every week. They're blamed that they're not getting open. There's no separation. Um, they drop passes and poor Terry, poor Terry, the all American. Um, he can only do what he can do. Um, these guys understand the game. You don't get a college scholarship as a wide receiver and you can't catch the ball or you can't get open or you're not fast. That's not how they get a scholarship. They know how to catch the ball and they, they are fast enough to go deep and they're fast enough to get open in the middle of, of the field. But what's going on is in, in a route and a wide receiver that's in a route do you think he's going to stay open for two to three seconds? No, he's not. If he's open, he'll be open maybe a second and a half during that route. And that, mean, that means timing is everything. And Terry does not get rid of the ball in time. He never gets in rhythm in his passing game. He never gets in rhythm. So he should be letting that go, the ball go, anticipating the route, and the guy being open in that second to a second and a half window, the only other way that, you know, yeah, if you beat a guy off the line and you're, you've got man coverage and you run faster than he does, yeah, you're open down the field is all the way to the goal line. But it doesn't happen that way when you're playing a zone against us. You're going to be open for a short amount of time and you've got to get the ball out of your hands. And that's where Terry's not not doing it. So Akeem Hayes, and I'm telling you, the whole wide receiver room are tired of hearing how they're the problem. They're the problem. And this is the first week that Mark Stoops acknowledged that. And I think, I think it was on Monday night or Monday afternoon that he had to sit down with Akeem Hayes. Now, I don't know what was said. But I do know that during Mark Stoops' press conference or the radio show, he had to acknowledge that it wasn't a good game by Terry and he was missing wide receivers. So it can't be, it can't be well, our wide receivers never get open. No, it is that they're not being seen in time in their routes to get the ball in a timely fashion so when they're open, they can catch the ball. It is called timing. It is called putting the ball on time. And Terry is not doing it. And I'm not sure Terry can do it. Um, I hope he can because, again, he'll be starting every game um, unless something happens. But at least now, at least now, I think Stoops and Grand are, are looking at it to the point where, okay, we've got a wide receiver room that makes sense. And Terry did have open wide receivers and held the ball, uh, not being confident to throw it. So um, 
we, you know, we need to keep an eye on this whole thing. I hope it all comes together against Tennessee and Terry throws the ball and he gets it out on time and our wide receivers actually get to catch a ball. You know, last week or this last Saturday, you know, one of Terry's plays, favorite plays is that bubble screen to the right or left. Just get the ball, turn, throw it wide. That's that's how he does. He throws he, his most comfortable pass is throwing it wide. Um but he almost got Josh Ali killed. And, you know, you need to look at the defense before that play is called and get out of it because, you know, they were overloaded that side and the slot guy was free and he was going to take um, Josh Ali's head off and he almost did twice. But Terry... He just doesn't see it. And so, you know, he locks into what he's going to do before the snap. So here it is. I Whatever happens, I'm going to Josh Ali, you know, on this bubble screen. That's how he thinks. So um, that's very disappointing. The one good thing, the, the one good throw I saw him throw all night was the touchdown to Keaton Upshaw. And did you see Keaton Upshaw use his hands to catch the ball? These guys know how to catch the ball, all right? They just need to have the confidence that the quarterback will actually throw the ball. How would you like to, you know, be a Demarcus Harris or anybody, uh, you know, Akeem Hayes or whatever, um, and keep running routes knowing you're never going to get the ball because he's never going to throw it? Uh, he'll run it or he'll, you know, you know, throw it out of bounds. He won't throw it on time. You're never going to get the ball. After a while, you're going to be absolutely discouraged. And so would you keep running the routes full all the time? I hope so, because that's what the team needs. But, you know, here we are uh, in the third game and the wide receivers, I do not think have confidence in Terry. Forget about, you know, us as fans having confidence in wide receivers. The problem is the other way. The wide receiver is not having faith in Terry that he's going to get the ball out to them. So, again, that uh, tweet from um, uh, Akeem Hayes was heard all over the place. Uh, he did take it down, but he was frustrated. So, you know, when you when you go from – you know, 400 yards rushing to 157 total yards from one week to the next. And your quarterback goes eight for 20 and he gets sacked. Well, you know, not having a good game is one thing, um, but you'll never see, you'll never see a good quarterback uh, have that stark contrast from one week to the next. He'll ha he'll get something to go, but, and he, and, and uh, late in the game, you saw um, Joey get in. And did you see that rifle arm? Did you see that gun? And it was it was a it was a bullet, and it was right on on the money. And uh, yes, Cleveland Thomas dropped it, but it was right on the money. Um, but this is another you know maybe they're not used to somebody actually seeing them and throwing the ball. It it's going to take time. So that's where we where, where we are. And um, what I'm hearing 
is there's a chance that Gatewood and Terry might be on the field at the same time. I do know that they're they're putting packages together for Gatewood and believe it or not, Bo Allen, um, just in case. Uh, I would love to see Gatewood um, get an opportunity. But do I think it'll happen? Um, I think he'll see the field and it'll be exciting. But don't get your hopes up because they're going to stick with Terry as long as they have to stick with Terry um, because of who he is and, and what he's meant to the team as far as emotional leader, that type of thing. But if you want to win games in the SEC, you better you better quit saying, you know, uh, Terry, we're going to stick with you come heck or high water. If you really want to win games and you mean it, you play the best player. Like Akeem Hayes said, the best player should play. And at this point, I just do believe the wide receivers do not think it's Terry. Um, you know, Terry's good in practice, um, because he can't, he can't get touched. So he can actually look downfield and make throws in practice. But when live bullets are flying during the game, he's completely, um, out of his element. So that's, that's an issue. That's an issue. Uh, again, Keaton did great. Justin and Ben, Ben Bates did great. And it's, you know, he looked good out there. Uh, as an H back and then caught the ball. Uh, he caught the ball out of the backfield and he looked great, but doggone it. He got hurt. And, um, I, it's so sad to see. Um, I think he'll be out three to four weeks if, if it's nothing structurally serious. Um, but he's out, uh, for a couple weeks. So, um, here we go to Tennessee. Um, we have the team to win. We've got the team to win. Um, will we win? Again, if we had a competent SEC quarterback, we could easily win this game. Uh, when, you have, when you're hamstrung with a quarterback that al already has all these uh, built-in excuses because he's got everybody believing the wide receivers can't catch or whatever, um, you know, <sighs> we just need a leader um, on that, you know, from the quarterback position, a leader that will lead us to victory uh, come heck or high water. And if you're going to tell me that Terry is better than Joey Gatewood, uh, you're absolutely crazy. Um, again, I would, I would play Terry probably right now, um, maybe till the you know next couple games. I would might play him over Bo Allen um, just because Bo just needs a little bit more seasoning um, with live bullets and that type of thing happening. But Joey Gatewood is much the better quarterback. He's much the better quarterback and it would be fun to see him. Remember last year and people do not give Sawyer Smith enough credit against Florida. Um, that first half wasn't that fun. I mean, these are the same wide receivers that they say now can't catch, but they were catching balls all over the field. He was throwing them on time. Um, he, I think he was, I don't know, 14 or 15 at one time. It was fun, wasn't it? It was fun to see the ball in the air. It was fun 
um, to see people get open. It was fun that the, the ball was there when they turned around. And Sawyer Smith would have had a, I think he would have had a great year if he did not get hurt. You know, um, you can't play with a broken wrist and a separated shoulder. I'm sorry, you can't. But they kept trying to, to bring him out there. So he looked horrible. So everybody was saying, well, boy, if we just had Terry. No, he was injured. He was injured. He could, there was no velocity on the ball. He couldn't throw the ball. Uh, he just kept trying to go out there because that that's pretty much all they had. So um, when Sawyer Smith was healthy, and he was healthy until he threw that interception in the third quarter against Florida last year when he ran the guy down and tackled him, that broke his wrist. And from then on, and from then on, he was hurt. He was injured, not just hurt. He was injured. Um, but it was sure fun to see it um, before he got hurt. Uh, and again, you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, if you want to go back and see it again, play the first half of the Florida game and, and see what a real quarterback when he's throwing on time and throwing in rhythm looks like, right? It was fun. And we do have the wide receivers. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. And if we don't allow a good quarterback to get behind center, we're going to start losing our wide receivers, period. Um, you know, we've got some really good talent. But if all you do is run, 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 quarterback run, I don't need – while I think the quarterback run game is – is it can work in college football, while it can work, it shouldn't be the staple of your offense. And think about this. Terry is running the ball more than anybody. We have Chris Rodriguez. Um, A.J. Rose is a fumbling machine, and I would not put him back on the field, but they will because he's a fifth-year senior. But we have Chris Rodriguez, and what did I tell you last week? All right, I told you that if we got an interception, we'd win the game. There it is. I told you that if we tackled right after they caught the ball and we played a zone, we'd win. There it is. And I also told you, if Juton McClain got in the game and saw any action, that he'd be in the rotation from now on. And that's exactly what happened. And expect Juton McClain to see action from here on out. He is that special player. He is that special player. He will be fun to watch Saturday. Um, and also, I think our offensive line will be able to do things against Tennessee's offensive or defensive line. So I truly believe that um, this, this game against Tennessee is going to be fun. Again, I always have to throw a caveat, caveat out there to say that, well, we have Terry at quarterback. If Terry um, can throw a 10 to 15 yard pass in time, you know, we'll win this game by seven to 10 points. If he, you know, revert, if he gets hit and reverts back to throwing it wide and throwing it early and throwing it away and holding the ball and all that, we're going to lose the game. That's it. Um, if we had Joy Gatewood back there, I would guarantee a win by 10 points. Uh, I would say 31-21, we would win the game. We're a better team than Tennessee is today. But with Terry back there, 
I pray that we win. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to predict a 21 to 20 score. <clears throat> and I just hope, um, that Terry doesn't, uh, I, I hope Terry just manages the game and doesn't cause any issues. You know, he's, he's not a turnover machine, but, but when it comes to throwing the ball, he's no, he's not a threat and nobody cares about his, his throwing arm, his throwing talent. Nobody cares because it's not there. So let's hope that the big blue wall opens holes for Chris um, and Juton and AJ Rose, and we get an early lead. <clears throat> Again, let's not get behind with Terry at quarterback. Um, expect to see Joey. Expect to see Joey Gatewood out there, but it'll be a package. It'll be like maybe a four-play package, and then he'll come back off the field because uh, they don't want to create a quarterback contra- controversy. Um, but if he got to play two to three series and if they really looked at it, they would have to understand that Joey's the better quarterback, but I digress. That's not going to happen. Um, but I think they'll, you know, have a couple packages for him and look for this. This is what I heard that Terry and Joey might be on the field at the same time. That should be exciting. Um, again, with Terry at quarterback, 21-20 is what I'm thinking. Um, but if Joey Gatewood had any time behind center, it, I'd say we'd win 31-20 fairly easy. So uh, let's root for Kentucky. Uh, let's root for Terry. Let's, you know, we got to try to to uh, back him. Let's, let's hope that he has a good game. Um, but you know my feelings on Terry. So with that being said, uh, go Big Blue. Let's beat Tennessee, and you guys have a great Saturday coming up. I'll see you later.